0: Good morning. Today is April 4th, 2021. It is Easter Sunday. So happy Easter. Hope that uh, wherever you are, wherever you dwell, it is a a great resurrection day for you. I don't come to bring you <laughs> a lot of religion, but as someone who grew up in, in that, um, that slice of pie, I think it's very important. There are a lot of people who will go and they've already been doing it this morning and, you know, over the weekend and spend time with their families and enjoy um, fellowship. I'm about to, once I'm done recording this, I'm actually going to uh, have like an early, I guess, lunch with my mom and my sister and just sit um, with them, you know, so that's kind of what i'm gonna do um this episode is not one off of the beaten path it, it's kind of like my old formats these are your right now you just sitting here listening to jam <laughs> before it would be driving with jam well you know i'm not driving i'm kind of sitting at my desk recording so this is uh you just listen in the jam Um uh, had a lot of thought process of like what i was gonna title this um I have a I've got another title that I'm gonna make into something. So let me, you know, right while I'm talking to y'all, let me write that in my book right now. So that's gonna be added to the list. Um then I thought like, okay, maybe you know, maybe I can do like a, a series of cur- current events, and, and then I just thought about it like the positivity wall has been the one element of my time recording here that I made into a series. Not everything's meant to be a series, not everything's meant to be. This isn't what I came here for, so um, if I don't feel compelled to make it, I, I'm just gonna come to the mic and give you my thoughts. That's the whole point. It's, Thoughts with Jam, so um, there is no structure segments here today. Um, you know, I'm only allotted so many, so much time per segment. So uh, as it breaks, it's just this is just that run on sentence. We're just going to give you um, thoughts, and um, I want to start like I said, it is Easter Sunday, it is a time to to be together and a time to to think. But I wanted to, I wanted to I was compelled because there have been a few things in the news and and across um, this country that have really got me to think and um, one it's you know it's just been about the the increased you know attacks upon you know Asian people in this country so when you think about the the Asian hate when you think about um we have you know the Derek chauvin trial going on right now and just <laughs> how I feel <laughs> like that could have been a black in America. And, and then when you look at Georgia and now Florida uh, and now possibly Texas, uh, we know Georgia has already passed legislation for uh, voter suppression. And, and as I've stamped, you know, the, the Jim Crow uh, <laughs> um, and what, what makes me the reason why I want to start and I wanted to record today was, and I was compelled to is, you know, a lot of religious religious conservative people and, and I don't I'm not going to use those those political titles today. We're not gonna talk about Republicans and Democrats. Um, um, I, I wanna say that, you know, I'm not affiliated, I'm an independent, and the reason why I'm not gonna use those titles is because um I feel like the two-party system should be abolished. I feel like it is not something that is working for America. You're taking people and you're making them, you're splitting them into two groups. And now if they're supposed to serve my needs, if they're my public delegate, they're not, they're fighting their own battles and they're negotiating little things and tit for tat and nothing really gets done. I'm a problem solutions type of guy, A to B. And, um, the system that we have set up is a little antiquated. And if we don't move ourselves beyond this antiquated system, it will be the system that destroys us. So there are so many things I can go down with that. But the basis of what I wanted to start with was, you know, here is Resurrection Day and here is a celebration for for Christians as, you know, Jesus rose from the tomb. I'm not going to give you that whole history lesson. I'm not here to read you scripture. But the whole point I, I find mystifying by people who are of the religious walk is how we can continue to like see just people talk about religion and merging into to policy of how to run a country or even hatred or racism, like those two things are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> you know, Jesus was a very, you know, honorable man by his walks and his approach, a very um compassionate individual that saw beauty and humanity and life and in everyone he walked around. Yet we as human beings who've been given the greatest gift of his, you know, he died for our salvation. We still don't get it. And it's frustrating to me. And I think for me, um, it's part of the reason why I've stepped back from the church. I just think, and, and, and the argument that you see with Gen Z while they're leaving the church, the system of the old guard of these older people who want to tell people how to run their lives, you're flawed. Wake up. It's utter it, it, it's it's nonsense <laughs> what you're speaking. You you can tell someone that they have no value of life. You basically hate their walk of life, but that they should listen to your god. <laughs> I, <laughs> I you know, I have to laugh sometimes. I really have to laugh. I have to laugh to keep from crying because I'm like this is stupid. When are we going to look at how we treat one another and say, that's not good enough. We have to be better. When are we going to say that hate is taught? It is not something you're born with. Okay. Children go through this developmental phase where they're understanding they are acquiring motor skills and now they're testing them out. It's like when you learn to drive, you don't know how to drive inherently. You're taught to drive. And then you test your skills out So you make yourself better. Hates the same thing, and yet we live in a world where it is this. um, It's not a denial of hate; it's this plausible deniability of hate. Like, oh, you know, we know that there are people who hate, but that is not what I stand for. And I'm I'm sorry that I made another voice there, but it, it it it's that that's the voice, and every person who wants to make hate this imaginary figure that's on some mountain somewhere else instead of in this room where this conversation is being had sounds just like that. They all carry one voice and it's one of someone who shrieks accountability, who is only thinking of self because they are selfish and they're not thinking in a worldview. I, I I hear these people, you know, you can't watch the news. and even if you don't watch the news, even if you have conversations with friends or family or just different people, a lot of people are taking their life and how they walk through their life from seeing things they watch and they see on TV instead of going, okay, I woke up, I I saw a man who was, you know, at my, my local coffee shop or maybe at the store. And I started talking to him and he was a beautiful human being. And he was telling me about a story and I Wanted to learn more about them and I connected and I felt good. Like, when was the last time you went somewhere and ran into someone random and had a struck up a conversation? And it really led to something like beautiful. Like, you discovered something about yourself through them and they discovered something about themselves through you. We. We as a, a race of people, because that's the only time you're supposed to be using race, not in the pigmentations because the sun made some of us darker than the others and where we lived in regions and environments, do not get me started. But as a race of people, we are very similar as far as the things that we experience and the things that we may see and how we may view them. The only changes to how we go from being similar to different is our environments, and our experiences that we go through. But it is through those differences that we have, we can see the beauty in our complexities. That's what I truly believe. If you never saw something different or experienced something different from what you're used to, you would not truly understand the beauty of life. And I'm so... I said it the other day. I've just lost hope for humanity. You know, I always thought in my teenage years that it would be aliens that would come back and terraform. (laughs) I know there's that conspiracy theory jam, but I don't think that. I think that the fall of man comes from us. This Asian hate epidemic, the Derek Chauvin trial. What was the, the last one I was talking about? Um, and then the, the voter suppression. Three three things that are three separate things, but are all connected in a way. The reason why I've, I've really felt really strongly, and, and it was hard for me, because I wanted to record, I wanted to really just lay my feelings down for some time, but I didn't really know how to do it. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to... Um, I don't know. I've spent the last, you know, what, three, four months really being to a point, having some kind of like lane, like, OK, this is a this is a segment. This is the show. This is how I'm trying to bring you this. And for a minute, I forgot that really it was never about this show. It was an audio journal. So I'm going to do what I want. Keep in mind, I'm going to say this <laughs> real quick. I am specifically trying not to curse. As angry as I am, as hurt as I am, I am, when you see, when you hear me pause, and I hear another word, I want to curse there. But I'm being intentional not to, because I don't want my message to be deluded by you hearing me curse. I don't want you to think, oh, this angry black guy. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm telling you what I feel, and I can do it in such a beautiful way. Because I'm intelligent. So um, these three things, all different, but all connected in a way. And it comes back to um this conversation I was having with um just a random person. And he was telling me um it was it was a white older man, and he was just talking about, you know, the country and it's just falling apart. And I was like, Yeah, you know, I can't. I can agree with you in some ways and I can disagree with you in in other ways. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, the country's not falling apart. You know, I mean, if, if you mean that in a figurative way, I can get down with what you're cooking because there are certain things that we do that I feel like are leading us to, you know, really bad places. Um, because we can't seem to have debate or discussion. If I don't agree with your walk of life, I an- a- automatically condemn you. I automatically cast you out, which is the dumbest thing possible, because if you never hear um, a difference of opinion or you never hear someone else's take, then I didn't know if you're really right. <laughs> like that's that that's my argument. Like How do you truly know if you're right or wrong like you don't you're just going off of what you feel and so then i told him i said ultimately you know what's funny about the world is people are running this simulation and they don't even understand the rules to the game and and he said what do you mean i said it reminds me of like uno i said i played uno for a long time since i've been a kid for over 30 years i've played uno never read the rules we always made our own rules And then Uno came out last year when I was playing with a lot of my friends, and they specifically were talking about some of the things that I had played in my life as the rules were not the proper rules. So it made me sit down one day and open up the rule book and start reading it. And I'm like, huh, huh, huh. And he was like, okay, well, what are you getting at? And I said, this is what I'm getting at. See in this country people believe that it is racism that is the 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 chasm the true divide now as a black person i understand that black people need this country to say we were wrong we did things wrong here is the compensation for your wrongs here is the honor for your wrongs um so, and and some black people need to be told that they're equal i don't need all that i need to i need them to say that they were wrong i need them to compensate people for what they did that was wrong, because just saying you're wrong is not good enough. This country owes its construction to black and brown people. <laughs> it wouldn't be what it is without black or brown people. So, um, but I told him, I said, the, the, the real fight isn't racism, it's classism. Here is this elite rich group. Like, we never knew about billionaires it was something that you saw in comics bruce wayne you know you're talking about batman it was not something that we we necessarily thought was going to be real and now it's real and now we could before i die i could see a trillionaire just because of the selfishness of man and the greed that's not good enough it doesn't work and so the rich and powerful. Do you think they care about the small guy? No, they need the small guy to work in their factories. That's the only reason they they see it. You look at someone like Jeff Bezos, who's about to have. I mean, not really a problem anymore. That's why he became a board member because now he doesn't have to carry the weight as the CEO. <laughs> smart man is smart at every turn. But the, when you look at the Amazon and and hearing about employees having to pee in bottles or not being able to take breaks or being told to, to leave early and take volunteer, just some of the stuff that they're doing, that they need a union. <laughs> it comes back down to the rich and powerful. This is a class war people in a race war. They're using race as the distraction because they know if they can't get poor white people, black, brown, yellow, they can't get from all those groups If they keep those groups disjointed from one another and attacking one another, then they can stay rich and powerful. It's the same way the patriarchy works. Women women aren't getting it these days. You got women swinging from the real hard from the right, bringing right cross, right hook, uppercut, dropping men on the canvas. Well, actually, they're not dropping men. They're dropping other women on the canvas where women are fighting for their right to get equal pay. And the, and the and one of the the greatest arguments I'll say to this is because me and another friend were talking about this the other day. You will have women who will say they want equal pay, and then you have someone like she's just an amazing athlete, but she's an amazing human being, Megan Rapino, an amazing four for the U.S. women's team, come out and 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 take the bullets, you know, take the knee, say about police brutality, come out and say women need equal pay, hold. Men are the system accountable, and you'll have normal women, everyday women, be like, "She's just a bitch." <laughs> That's the only curse. What I'm gonna say, because <laughs> you know she's just a bitch. She just doesn't understand what's going on. She needs to understand her place. It's like, do you not understand what she's trying to do for your daughters, for your granddaughters? Forget you for a second. That's what's wrong with with people. Sometimes is everybody wants to focus on just themselves. What about your children? What about your grandchildren? What about your neighbor? The the way I look at life is this ain't just about me. Because I understand that if my neighbors aren't living life in the best way, that could become a threat to me. Somebody knocks on my door decides to blow me away because they're not having a good day. I'm dead. And so, what people are, what women are fighting in this battle against patriarchy is they can't even get their own team assembled. When you think of class war or classism, the people who aren't rich don't understand that if we all work together, we can push more on them. Instead, we get caught in these disjointed fights on race. Now, everybody's got a gripe. Everybody deserves to to be heard. I'm I'm all for it, but what's the cost? And really. How do you play the game to win? because, like i said i'm 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 a problem solutions guy. I'm looking for checkmate. I'm not looking to play this game to sit here and talk to you for an indefinite time. If I wanted to talk to you for hours, I would just do that. Asian hate, Derek chauvin, voter suppression. You having the attacks on on Asian people, a, a community that tend to stick within themselves, not say much, but at the same time, a community that tends to um, serve the Black community and does it in a in a disproportionate and sometimes a very aggressive mean means. Why? Because they know that Black people will spend the money with them. I, as a Black person, tend not to, because I've seen the accounts of racism um, shared towards me. Period. That's why I stop with that. As a black person who has been disrespected numerous times in Asian establishments, and that's why I don't tend to want to go in them because I don't I, I feel like they think they're better than me. I can see the problems with people just randomly attacking them. They're human beings. I don't care if they're Asian, they're human beings. They don't they don't deserve to be attacked, to be killed. They're someone's mother, son, father, daughter, uncle, aunt, cousin. They are human. They are, they are, they have the right to be here. And so there's that disjointedness. I gave you, I gave you, you know, some instances of me because that's the first thing that comes up is, well, they ain't never supported us. They rolled the backs off of our civil rights. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right and right and right. But if we can't look at this as a human issue and remember the golden rule of treating others the way we want to be treated, how the hell are we going to get anywhere? We're not. And yet more Asian people keep getting attacked. Because we don't want to find solutions now. All we want to do is we want to talk about the problem ad nauseum and dissect it. And, well, maybe if we come at it from this, no, 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 no. We don't need to come at it from 20 different ways. If it's hate, we need to eradicate it. We do not stand for people who hate anyone for their race, their creed, their sexuality, their thought, anything. Hate is hate. Stop putting beautiful words like isms on it and then and then and then. No, it's hate. We must eradicate hate because these social norms that we are allowing in these days Though from Asians being attacked to a man like George Floyd being killed, and not just killed, a public execution, why it was videoed, what people watched, why people who worked for his department and who were his coworkers allowed him to do it. And now listening to the testimony of some of these people who were witnesses and hearing their cries and hearing how they, it's, it makes me feel like I felt like last summer. It's very traumatic. It's very sad. But you still got people who want to who want to say, "Oh, <laughs> here's a drug overdose." It was this once again, problem to solution. We are not trying to get from A to B. We are just trying to stay at A, but we're trying to make it seem like we're trying to get to B. This simulation that we're living in is 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 so sad to me that it's hilarious. It, it brings me back to the Watchmen, and when I was younger, and I I was reading the comic, I didn't get it because it was totally an adult comic. And then I picked it up as an adult and then I watched the movies and I was like, I get why that guy was always joking because <laughs> it all is a joke. It's a joke. For a human being to believe that a man who was uh, could be high passed a counterfeit bill, his sentence was a public execution, shows exactly what's wrong with people's morality right now in this time frame. And it shows just how low people are willing to go for their sense of freedom. We got to do better. Voter suppression. You got people who want to argue about that. Oh, it's not voter suppression. Oh, it's actually going to control and make things better. You wouldn't want... Um, One of the opinions that I heard that was was not on key, but was, was very... You know, is a thought, a a think tank kind of, I guess, um, rebuttal. But it wasn't on point. Was well, imagine if you're in line and you are giving people food and drink, and you are from a different party. It could it could sway you to go in and vote. So I don't I don't have an issue with that. And I, and I took that as a, you know what, you know, let's take that one off the table because you know, you have a point you could have teams to set up from different teams and, and, and do that. It happens. I mean, I've worked in sales enough to know that if you can impress upon someone, you're going to try to do it, especially if you have the money to do it. But I said, making people wait in longer lines because you close down polling sites, inexcusable. It's the same thing as the poll tax. Okay, And back then with the poll tax, just if you don't know your history, it was it, it was meant to take out low-income and poor people, including white people. It wasn't just for black people. It was like, okay, well, we made it for black people. But hey, if we can get some low-income white folks off the board, too, and it's just our rich ideas, hmm. It's been classism the whole time, people. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. So getting sucked into these things because you think it's good enough. It's Jim Crow 2.0, people. If I have less sites, if I make it harder for people to access it, if I purge the voter rolls, which they did back then, and they're doing again, inexcusable. This is exactly why I said Election Day should be a federal holiday. This is a federal process that should be taking over. Let's look at this last election. How many states wanted to be special and do this? How many people, when they went into Congress, to, to challenge this election? And how many states they wanted to challenge about? If we can't trust the 50 states to get this together, make it a federal government thing. Well, well Jim, um, you don't want big government. You're right. And I'm not even a, re- a Republican. Trying to stay it off, off the two party. I believe in smaller government, but there's certain parts of the fabric of what we're doing that have to that have to come from a federal level. Can't be trusted to a state. You've got states that still teach slavery was okay, or that slavery didn't really, you know, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. <laughs> That, that, oh, 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 this is a good one. That black history is all celebrated within Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. (laughs) Asian hate. Derek Chauvin trial. Voter suppression. It's hate, people. It's hate. And it's a power struggle. I'm going to give you a quote from uh, Jemiah D. Richards. And this is what I used to say to my employees. If you are like, say for instance, you're a line level employee at a job, part-time, full-time, whatever, part-time is the start. And then you, you ramp up as you go full-time supervisor manager, the, the lowest level employee has all the power, all the power, none of the responsibility. It's not there. It's not them to be responsible to report when things are going wrong with the company. They don't have anything vested in the company besides the check that they get from it. They have the power, though. If I make your schedule wrong, you don't have to apply to it. You don't have to come in. Those were the, the rules were set a certain way, and if I'm not following them, what am I doing? Who knows? But that's what people aren't thinking about. But the higher you go up, when you become someone's boss, now you hold none of the power and you hold all of the responsibility. You're responsible for the employees who work for you as much as you're responsible for carrying out the company's policies and protecting the company's policies. You get put between a rock and a hard place often, but you have none of the power because guess what? You are taking your orders from people higher than you, and you are having to work for the people who work for you. <laughs> and so America has to to, to really... Take in this this thought process and understand that just because you want to be, um, you don't want to be a part of the conversation, but you want to have talking points because you want your plausible deniability, doesn't mean it's right. And just because you believe it, just because you feel it, doesn't mean you have enough education on it. Education is the core of this, the core of it. So what are we going to do to get better, people? Are we going to continue to run in the dark and act like hate isn't sitting in the room with us trying to stoke us into destruction? Because it is. Hate's around every corner in it. And good people are lost every day because of it. And good people are left with decisions that they have to rise above and be better because of it. (laughs) Not me. I think the funniest thing I said the other day was uh, There was a girl, I guess she was working for Goodwill And she found 42 grand She gave it back, not me Not me Not during the pandemic Gave back the 42 grand, they gave her $1,000 <laughs> Didn't even give her 10 now But then the question is like, How much do you give someone who returns something Doing the right thing Are you supposed to be rewarded for doing the right thing? Hmm. Or are you just supposed to just be, you know, I don't know, like, don't we want good Samaritans in life? <laughs> don't we want people who, who see things the right way and always want to take care of people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You, you would hope for if you lost your wallet at, you know, you got into your car and your wallet fell off the top of your car. Somebody saw it, they picked it up and then they followed you home. Kind of be creepy. And then they gave you back your wallet or someone you want someone to make the effort to be a decent human being. This is the problem in that argument. It's always at the expense of that person's integrity. Now I'm not, I'm I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, Hey Jim. Um, or Hey guys. Um, Jams is going to go out there and not have integrity. No, no. Uh, I think everything, we're, we're situational beings. I've talked about this before. So it's case by case. I just know there are people in this world who are going through real problems. And if somebody has 42 Gs not in a bank bag, but it's rubber banded up, charge that to the game. (laughs) <laughs> different if you got if you got in the bank bag that's a bank deposit you know you got a rubber band up hey the rappers would tell you charge that to the gang homie what's wrong with y'all so i commend the girl and I, I think she's an honorable person i think there are a lot of honorable people out here but that's the story that's the narrative they want to push off to you why rich people, why people, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this is my attack on rich people. You acquire your wealth, I get it. But the thing is, is that I've talked about this before with billionaires. Billionaires don't acquire wealth, they hoard it. That's how you get that B. It's not you don't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're a consumerist society, but guess what? People are broke. <laughs> okay, they is broke, broke. So you ain't acquiring them bees by just selling things. You have to start to hoard your wealth. And I don't have I don't have issues necessarily with people trying to run up the game. Hey, I get it. But there has to be protections for the small guy. The small guy who's going who's willing to go work for a company that won't protect him during a pandemic and coronavirus outbreaks that won't tell employees, "Hey, this is what's going on." <laughs> the core of what i'm trying to get at today is hate lives amongst uh, uh, hate lives among us and it pushes us into directions to attack one another over things that are important but see that's the thing about every great lie it has to have a little bit of truth in it so it's important i'm not telling you not to to care about that but what i'm telling you is to care about that but be very smart and wise enough to look around and go, but why are they trying to get me to take my eyes off of them? Because they're a problem, too. Because Flint, Michigan would be taken care of if one rich billionaire wrote a check. Poverty could be, you know, let's start with child poverty. Ch- child poverty would be obliterated if a of Elon Musk or a, a Jeff Bezos wrote the check. Or Mark Zuckerberg. Let me get him, too. And people go, well, is it their responsibility? You, We talk about advancing the human race, right? We talk about making sure that we're good. Why, why wouldn't we care about taking care of those people? Oh, that's right. Because those people understand that it's time to go, that an extinction level event will come. Oh, Lord, I'm going down this road. I'm going to wrap that part up quick. And so the focus is Mars and the focus is other planets. We would rather spend money. To learn about other places that don't have a human being on it than to take care of the human being that's right next door to us. Hey, people, that's a form of hate. <laughs> Four letters L O V E H A T E. Four letters, very simple, very simplistic. But we like to make these bigger words because we make we like to make a more grand production of hate. It's just hate or it's just love. If I see somebody struggling and I'm like, hey, man, let me, let me get you something to eat. Or, hey, man, here's a jacket I don't use anymore. I'm not doing it because I want a photo op. I'm doing it because I love human beings. If I walked outside and just went up to a neighbor who was from, um, you know, not black, and just start punching them in the face. It's not because I got a problem with their race. It's because I hate people. What the heck's wrong with people? Make no mistake, what they've done in Georgia, what they're about to do in Florida, it is ridiculous. It's Jim Crow. They don't want you to hear it. They don't want you to say it. But let me give you the cherry on top. If you saw that picture of Governor Brian Kemp in Georgia signing the bill with those six other men, there was a picture behind him. And I think I talked about this on, um, I don't know if I talked about it here, but I've said it somewhere. It was an antebellum painting. Go look up your history. It was a plantation in the background. We all know about plantations and their history in the country, right? Symbolism only makes systemic racism and systemic oppression bigger. It, It is the oxygen that fuels that fire, people. That symbolism to remind you that this is this. <laughs> I don't get caught in, in the racist things because I know that there are a lot of white people won't want to hear this, but you're racist. And it's not because you are intending to be racist. It's because you're you're ignorant. You need to be educated. Let me give you some homework if you listen to me. Henrietta Lacks. Look that name up and then you'll learn a person who was robbed. We need some more homework. If you're a woman, this is for women specifically, J. Marion Sims, look that name up. And then let me pose a question to you. For where we are now, for what was done, where's the morality with this individual? And what would you see done with that individual for what they did? Can you praise a person who has done great things, but at the expense of others? Hate is hate, people. But we have to have a sliding scale to understand that times are different. And I think the problem is, is people are getting lost in these little chasms of these little debates and arguments, and they're not staying on the the main topics, like playing a game. Yeah, you can go on the side missions. You can make your character stronger, give them more swords. But ultimately, your job is to complete the story. People are getting off the topic and you need to get back on the topic. Voter suppression is real. It doesn't just attack black people. It attacks poor white people as well. You're still a majority, people. Wake up. I'm talking to you I'm speaking to you today for those out of the country who listen to me it, this doesn't apply to you but if you live in this country I'm speaking to you it's it's Jim Crow 2.0 <laughs> and my prayer when we speak about the Derek chauvin trial is is that he's convicted of murder because that's what it was I don't want the manslaughter charge because I think that's what they're going to go for I think that's the point the defense has no defense it's very it's it's not even weak it's just Let me show you the different sides of this room so you get distracted and forget that you were here to look at the table. (laughs) You weren't here to look at the room. You were here to look at the table. That's what that defense is. And a lot of Americans, I hate to say this, are really not that brilliant. They're ignorant. So if you're ignorant and you're not educated and you're not educating yourself in this life, and I don't just mean reading books in a library or reading articles. There's an education lesson that has to come from another human being. That means you have to sit with people. You have to learn people's customs. You have to learn how they do things. You have to learn them. And we're not doing that. Why? Because we got a Starbucks and a McDonald's on every corner. Why? Because I can order something from my phone and I don't even have to leave my house. Debate, discussion is dead because we refuse to take the pain points of the human experience and actually embrace them. We must Be better. And without that, there comes the fall of man. There are people with way too much money making decisions behind the scenes to control your life. And you're seeding and you're giving it to them because Facebook tells you to. (laughs) And it just makes me angry. It was hard enough being a black man in this society and waking up every day in anger because you're misunderstood, because you have to walk a certain line, because you have to work twice as hard as your male counterparts that are white but it's hard enough to understand that people don't even understand history and they want to speak. Close your mouth if you continue to be dumb. Don't open it unless you're willing to open your ears as well. And that goes for anybody who is not willing to learn because every day that you're alive on this earth, you should be learning. I'm not here to teach every day. I learn as well. And I'll say this about racism. White people don't understand how racist they are because they don't live in racism every day. White people love to read their history and think, oh, okay, I know everything I need to know. No, no, you don't. Every black person that's alive has a history book in their house or near their house. I still have one grandmother alive who can tell me about the time she went through. My parents, are they were born before the Civil Rights Act was signed. I'm one generation removed from that. Okay? So when you say, oh, it was 400 years. Oh, it was so long ago. I'm one generation removed from that. My parents are still alive. And we can have those conversations of my mom going and, and having a segregated lunch at school. I can still talk to my grandmother who talks about the hoses and the dogs. Come on, man. It's hate. If you are offended or if you are triggered, don't listen to me. I don't care. I didn't make this because I wanted your notoriety. I made it because I wanted to leave something that if in 300 years, if the earth still stands and someone listens, unearths my name, because guess what? There's only one of me. (laughs) And they start to listen to this. They can understand a time that that we lived in, they're probably still doing as a simulation. We got to be better, people. If you believe you understand everything, that you know everything, <laughs> you're vastly mistaken. How can any of us know everything when we don't even know? When Think about it. When you are born, you don't remember being born, how you were born or where you were born. It was all told to you. You don't know what's happening to you the first four years of your life. They say you can't even make memories or or dreams until then. So what are we talking about, people? We're talking about how ignorant you want to be because it's blissful. Because when you have to, to seed that you don't know as much as you don't know and that things aren't as in control as you don't. Then you start to feel panic because instead of being a human being where you feel like you're a god or you're, you have this infinite possibility, now you become an ant. Well, that's what the rich and powerful have you doing anyway. The rich and powerful are the queen bee or the queen ant. And your job is to be the worker or bee and make sure the colony's good. You serve a purpose. I want you to be greater. It's through consciousness that we can get to the utopia we seek. Now, I know that utopia won't come in my lifetime, but if you hear this somewhere in year 3000, that utopia can come. It requires people to throw down hate and embrace love. I think I've ran it enough today. <laughs> Let's be better people. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for your kids. Do it for your grandkids. Make it a better world for them. I'm out I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it that's the end. There's no nothing else to say. Go back to your your regularly schedule program. who knows it?